Hello and welcome to the 40th episode of the Pointy Hatcast. I am your host, Sam, also known as Ducky O'Brien on Twitch, and we are joined today by our co-host, fellow future soldier, Barry. Hello. Today's episode is on why you should never try to explain how time travel works, the Tomorrow War. Our email is pointyhatcast at gmail.com. Once again, our email is pointyhatcast at gmail.com. Please send us any questions or comments as well as any requests for movies for us to watch. The Tomorrow War was released in July 2021 in the US. It was directed by Chris McKay. The screenplay was written by Zach Dean. It stars Chris Pratt, Ivan Stravowski, J.K. Simmons, Betty Gilpin, Sam Richardson, and many more. Currently, as of this podcast, it has a Rotten Tomatoes score of 52% for critics and 78% for audience. A family man is drafted to fight in a future war where the fate of humanity relies on his ability to confront the past. Without further ado, let's get into it. Barry, take us away. Well, welcome back. Back to the back to school, I guess. I've done this in a little bit. Yeah. Uh, so we just watched a movie, Tomorrow War. Yeah, that was definitely a movie. Was it? Mm. Was it a movie, Sam? Did you th- did you think you watched a movie? Uh, in the in the loosest sense of the word, yes. <laughs> you could, yeah, you could uh, roughly define it as a movie, yeah. So without getting into spoilers, um, I'm I'm really baffled at this film. I'm not sure how it made it to final release in its current form. The performances were awkward and didn't really show off the potential of the actors. The movie itself is kind of ugly. It Mm -hmm. didn't look very good overall. The shot choices were bad. The action was poorly filmed. And yeah, just a huge disappointment. What a waste, you know? What a waste. I had, I had kind of high expectations for this because there's quite a bit of talent on the film itself. The director was the director of the Lego Batman film. This is his first live action film, I believe. Mm. Let's see. Chris McKay. Bah, 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 bah. Yep. Lego Batman movie. And then this film. They did the classic, you know, Hollywood thing where they where they pair a young or a new director with a experienced cinematographer. The cinematographer for this was Larry Fong, who's worked with, I believe, uh, Zack Snyder. Yeah, he's worked extensively with Zack mm. Snyder. He worked on. <laughs> I mean, uh, okay. yeah, you can yeah. say a lot about Zack Snyder's film, but at least they have a sense of like scale, and they look very cinematic. You know. Yeah, I'll he, give it that. When you put something on the screen for you, it tends to look pretty, you know, uh, which is kind of baffling considering this film. I just could not see it, you know, even like the wides, whether you show you the glamour shots, they were just not very good. But the cinematographer worked on like Watchmen, 300, Sucker Punch, Batman v Superman, you know, it's he's got credentials as opposed to the director. It's a pretty typical Hollywood thing. Mm. Pair, the, pair the the new director with the experienced cinematographer. And yet the movie doesn't look that good, you know? Uh, yeah, it's, uh, 
It's not very good. <laughs> that's that's the best I can say. Uh, what do you think, Sam? Yeah. Uh, for me, I you know there's some fun to be had with the movie. Kind of reminded me of like really B tier action films from like the '90s or early 2000s. Kind of like Michael Bay, but worse. So if you turn off your brain and watch it, sure, there's some fun to be had. Um, it's very by the numbers. Like all the punchlines are set up. Um, all the action sequences are set up. It's nothing refreshingly different or even well done. It's just feels by the numbers. So if you got nothing to watch and you're watching this, you could have some fun with it. For me though, I felt like I was insulted. Because it does a thing where it treats the audience as too dumb to understand what's going on. So they literally spend a lot of dialogue and a lot of time telling you the narrative and the things that are going to happen and why. As opposed to just showing it to us and letting us figure it out for ourselves. So that was the number one thing or one of the top things that bothered me. Because, I mean, you got these fantastic actors. You know, Chris Pratt is very charismatic and you know, charming, and we don't see any of that. They wasted that. So why bother having Chris Pratt in the movie? You could hire literally anyone, <laughs> you know? Um, yeah, I, f- I felt like yeah. that as well. Yeah. The role definitely didn't suit his strengths as an actor, I guess. Because I, re- I really like him, but this is not a great film for him. It's it's not. And not only that, like, they're just wasted so much time. Um, and the other thing is, like, the actual story of what's happening it's so stupid that it just broke my brain. There are like many points where I'm like, why didn't you just do this? You know, like, and then they do that anyways. And I'm like, why did you even have this whole convoluted plot to begin with? And I didn't understand what was going on. <laughs> like, I understand I think... what was going on, but like, why did you make these choices in the narrative? Because it makes no sense whatsoever. Like, at every the, critical yeah. juncture in this film where a character has to make a decision, they make inevitably the stupidest possible decision. Yes. Yeah. And it doesn't make sense because it's like you could have literally done this and it wouldn't have changed the movie and it would have made it more realistic or logically consistent or like it wouldn't have changed like how exciting it was or the emotional pulls they wanted. Like it, it wouldn't have changed anything. It's just like how did you come across the worst possible way to implement this solution? For anything, for just like the narrative to introduce action, whatever it was, it was, it was so bad. So, I think I had more fun just watching it and getting angry at how stupid everything was <laughs> than the actual movie. Yeah. Should we just go dive into the movie now? Because we, I want to get into the nitty gritty and. Sure. Let's start with a okay. 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 Where do you want right, to start? There's a lot of things Back I want to go over. First of all, the least believable thing about this film is that at a large gathering of friends and family, anybody would be watching soccer in the United States. That's just not going to happen. Um, oh, that's true, true, true. <laughs> that's, that immediately took my immersion away. I was like, I don't believe this film at all. Sorry. <laughs> I'm already out. Uh, but really, let's... Okay, let's talk about the central premise of the plot, which right. is... Straight into spoilers, the this time travel concept where they have a beacon in the future, was it like 30 years in the future or something like that? Sure. And it allows them to travel back to a 
specific point in the present, and as they're connected, both points move forward. Okay, yeah. so they kind of keep going back further and further. Okay, they become attached, and now they're moving forward in time in a conjoined way, which I'm fine with. That is okay. You know, time travel, gobbledygook, never is going to make 100% sense. It's fine, okay? And when you have... With, yeah. yeah, but when you have a concept like this, you can't give the audience time to think about it. Exactly. Because if you do... Like, you could just poke so many holes in this. It's like Swiss cheese. Like, oh, okay, so you can't travel further back to, like, give yourselves more time. But what if you sent blueprints and parts and people back to the point 30 years in the past, and they build another one to go <laughs> another 30 years in the past, and they build another, you know, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like, whatever. <laughs> so, what Michael Bay does, uh, that he's admittedly good at, is... In these nonsense action movies, you can't give too much to the beginning of the film. You have to catapult the audience straight into the action so they don't think about it, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. The moment you're given, like, two minutes of quiet to think about what's happening, like, you're done, right? <laughs> Immediately, yeah. everything doesn't make sense. And, and his films do that, but this film gives you... Oh man, I don't even know what the time is. It's like 40 minutes. I think it's legitimately 40 minutes before There's they travel so through time. There's so much time. There's just too the first much act, time. Yeah. The first act is 40 minutes long, and it's all presenting the premise and presenting the character of Chris Pratt. And the problem is that his character is still one-dimensional after 40 minutes. Okay, yes. his primary motivation is, I love my family. <laughs> but, like, that's it. There's nothing, there's nothing else there. And like the, the big payoff of the film was really is set up early on and it's also really dumb. Uh, but anyway, like this premise is the pr central premise is okay, but then what they do with it is incredibly dumb, right? Mm -hmm. So they have this time travel device and people from the, from the post-apocalyptic future or the apocalyptic future where all of mankind, except for like what, 500,000 people they said? I think something like that yeah are wiped out like that is like an unbelievable scale of extinction <laughs> okay and they come back in time and the first thought would be okay they're coming back in time to prepare us for the future right like the classic yes, yes. terminator plot or like to prevent the future but no <laughs> instead what they want to do is to bring people forward to fight the aliens and you think, okay, that's that's kind of dumb, but I kind of get it. Maybe you want to save your future instead of, of instead of preventing it from happening. Okay, well, you know, whatever. Yeah, yeah. It's a little bit dumb. And then you're like, okay. And then you see how they're prepared for this. It is the worst thing imaginable. I don't know. I don't understand why they like they played it for laughs. Like the tonal shift once they start, once they got to the point where Chris Pratt is like, okay, I have to go to the future. I've been drafted into this program, and there's like some like anti-draft, anti-military stuff in there that was like just kind of off the cuff. You're like, okay, well, Jesus. <laughs> um, but then they start preparing these people, and Chris Pratt is ex-military, so he's like already good to go. But then they're bringing in people, and they're like, oh, you don't need uniforms for some reason. That they just don't go into. They don't elaborate. Like, we're not going to give you uniforms. We're not going to give you additional training or equipment. 
We're just like, what? And you're giving civilians these highly dangerous weapons to fight these highly dangerous aliens. And the guy's in like a chef's hat. They've pointed it out. It was like a joke. It was like like the worst imaginable joke. Like you're sending this guy to die in his chef's hat. Yeah, he's not going to be, he's not going to provide any benefit to them. Like he's just going to die. You're just feeding, literally feeding the aliens. It is the worst imaginable concept. Like, oh my god. I understand that it's supposed to be like this commentary about the military industrial complex and how we're sending our young men and women to die. Like, it's really obvious, but like, it's so ham-fisted and just Starship so Troopers that is so much better. Like, Oh, I'm going to come back to Starship Troopers okay. later. Okay. <laughs> By the way, we're coming back to that. Alright. But... Man, it just felt so sad. Like, I just, I actually groaned when I saw that part for the first time. Like, no, man. And then they're getting ready to go, and Chris Pratt has to show, like, his friend, the comedic black guy, the the, the token black guy who's the comedic relief, because that's the thing in this movie, too. Uh, He has to show him how to load his weapon and flip the safety. Like, that's how ill-prepared these people are. Like, they're just getting sent to die. What is the point? <laughs> what There's is the no point? point? What do you hope to accomplish? Oh, man. <laughs> I want to go into one other thing, too. Like, the how they explain too much, and you're right, they give you too much time to think. So how they pick the draftees is that if you died before the aliens attacked, then they're like, okay, if you die fighting the aliens in the future, it wouldn't matter because you, you, you would have been dead anyways. And that makes the least amount of sense because, like, what if you got married and had kids and those kids grew up in the future to be someone important, but they drafted you early and you died before you can get married and have those kids? That affects the timeline. So that is like the dumbest way to get out of this loophole. It would have been better if they just said nothing. They didn't let you even think about it. They're just like, we're going to send these guys into the future and that's it. And it just cuts to like them fighting aliens, you know? And I was yeah. like, what the, what is this explanation? <laughs> it makes no sense. It's horrible. It's so bad. Like, when you have a time travel plot, you need to spend, like, maximum, like, two minutes explaining <laughs> yes, the mechanic. Like, legitimately. Unless, unless the, unless you're trying for, like, a very, like, uh... Like, Tenant very or... Very scientifically. Yeah, like, like, Tenant yeah. or Primer. Like, a film where you're really exploring that mechanic, and, like, it's, like, the central pivot of the film. Do not ever ever explain time travel okay hand wave it okay like do the the dumb doctor who thing it's a timey-wimey ball of stuff that's or a it. bill and ted you know it's just the phone booth and that's it they don't really explain it they're just like it works yeah. this way and then that's it just look at the camera and say hey we're here to have a good time <laughs> let's move on that's it the time travel is a vehicle it's not the main point and if you spend too much time on it and you suck at writing it's gonna suck balls and make less sense and just make the movie worse. Even if you're good at writing, even if you're a fantastic writer, if it's not an important, like, if you're not doing that type of film, right, where you're exploring, like, science and mechanics mm. and stuff like that, do not explain it, okay? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Spend, like, like literally, maybe even 60 seconds or less. Like, a couple lines, like, we're traveling through time, it's gonna happen, deal with it, that's it. Okay, move that's on. That's it. Okay, people understand, like, we, we've had you know, 80 years of film to know what time travel means in a cinematic, you know, perspective. You know. Yeah. Audiences are at least that smart. 
Right. And then just move on. Just move on. The longer you think about it, the worse it's going to be. Man. And, then, <laughs> and like, they have all these, like, they spend so much time prepping you for, like, this future action sequence. And they're showing you, like, these wounded veterans, like, with missing limbs and, like, PTSD. And you're like, you could prevent this by giving them training. Exactly. <laughs> you could equip them better than zero. Yeah, exactly. You know? it's so, exactly. It's so bad. It's so bad. And, and the thing that I also hated was, like, they spent all this time with the fake news reports or, like, oh, all, the entire world is joining together. Like, every scene they had explaining this made it worse. Because, first of all, you know, when they came in, the future people, they came in, like, uh, the stadium. And then and a terrible CGI club. Yeah, it was very bad CGI. And it's like, how did a few group of people convince the entire world to work together? Not only that, how did they have enough manufacturing to produce armaments to send all of these people into the future, you know, with future tech? Uh, how did the governments work together to, you know, agree on one thing for once? Like, every step of the way, it was just unrealistic and not practical and like the dumbest solution ever and you need a lot of suspension of disbelief and it's like every step of the way every step of the way they're explaining something i'm like just please don't do it just please stop and it's so weird too because like <laughs> we're watching it right now but there's that scene where uh chris pratt goes to his uh father to get the thing removed and then it shows that he can remove it and he doesn't do it so i'm like what what was the point of that scene <laughs> Like you're, like, you're, it's like the main character conflict, right? Yeah. It's, it's about families. About family. <laughs> it's about family. It's about, yeah, I guess. But he can, if he removes it, they can't track him. So what? The, what's the problem here? You know? Oh man! Like they said, the well, thing tracks you. So like, if you remove it, they they won't, you know, draft his family. That that's the problem. If he escapes the draft, and they draft his next of kin or whatever, his wife, his daughter. And it's by just the way, like, when I watch this, yeah. The specific scenario, I thought there was a much better way to write this, uh-huh. which is that, um, just have, just have him like talk to his father, like, "Hey, I need to get out of here with my family." Don't explain the fact that they can track you anywhere. Exactly. Yeah. Just don't explain that. Just be like, "Oh, I need to get out of here," and then they have an argument. He's like, "I would rather go into the future and die than deal with you." you exactly. Know, we, they don't you, you do that. That's it. They don't do That's, that. You get it. That's fine. That would have been fine. <sighs> I said this is this is long contrived scene about disassembling the thing on his arm and it's like what? And, Why? And and another You're thing, my, time. Oh my goodness, this is so dumb too because he explains to him that you know the darkness got to him and he had to leave and that part I I, I thought was real and they should have focused on that because he had PTSD and he didn't want to be around his family because he could hurt him and then they they mentioned that scene not to keep things real or to give that guy character uh it's to show that chris pratt is going to do the same thing in the in the alternate future which they don't show it's just it's just not a big spoiler it just they go over that that he just leaves yeah i mean i see i saw what they were trying to do establish like character parallels and then like the like get this 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 emotional core to the film the problem is like the idea is kind of half-baked it doesn't really develop that way it It doesn't there's too many sidetracks there's too many other things going on that are like like are partially developed and never never really go anywhere it it literally goes nowhere because they just brush it off it's like it didn't even happen you know yeah 
it's like it was trying to be anti-war and then it was about global warming and then it didn't really hammer the point home for either of them uh, it's just just kind of kind of a waste and and it didn't feel like real people to me it was just exposition it was just telling me stuff like this There's is definitely what... characters in a script yeah man the part where goes what did you just say to me it was so so bad so, so uh, it was... it's unfortunate yeah. chris pratt his roles okay the characters he play are have an element of comedy okay they're all like some version of star lord right exactly um sarcastic and, you know, snarky, some actors you know. some actors are like that you know they can play a specific type of role and then each each role they play is just you know you take like the humor a little bit less or a little bit more you take the cockiness a little bit less or more right yeah and they're just varying shades of of this type of character and this is not that character for chris pratt it's kind of sad it really didn't play to the strengths. Yeah, and and the thing was like I I really liked the cast and they could have done so much with it. Um give me one second. What's that dude's name? The the old guy right now? JK Simmons. JK Simmons. I I love JK Simmons. Jameson. Yeah. <laughs> uh he he was he I he, man, they they could have done so much with this cast and with the things they're going for. Like one of the things I remember uh, this is so dumb too. I just want to go over a few points. Do you remember the scene where in the very beginning, Chris Pratt's on the phone is like, "Oh yeah, I was a uh, two combat tours in Iraq, and I'm army research guy. I'm super smart. I went to Cal State. Blah blah blah. You know." And it's just like that scene in uh, Fifth Element where Bruce Willis has a long list, <laughs> you know, as like expert in this and this and this, right? So right. it reminded me of that scene because they did that in like one second. And it was super funny, and they're making fun of that part. But then the Tomorrow War spent like too much time on that, and it didn't really develop his character. It was just telling us that oh, he's a he's an army vet. He knows how to fight. He's super smart, etc. And like, was there a reason for it? There wasn't. Like, we didn't need that. We could have figured yeah. out. Yeah. Like, anyway, you talking the, about the, fil- the the scene in like the Fifth Element? Yeah, where they had the long Brazil, list. Willis? Well, yeah, where they introduce like they're basically just showing his credentials. Like exactly, they're, 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 giving, <laughs> they're giving the perfect character introduction for that type of character, oh, which man. is thirty seconds. Exactly, this is what this guy does. Here's literally the list, Move literally on. a list, and make a joke out of it. Like there's there's like a character beat there, and it's fun. This, this movie that's, that's didn't fun. Do it. You know, yes, that's this fun. This is not fun. <laughs> Tomorrow War is not fun. <laughs> Anyways, I wanted to point out a scene too where, um, after losing the job interview. He is talking to his wife and daughter, and it's supposed to be like this really touching scene. But then they start talking about, oh, Selma, vaccine, blah, 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 vaccine for tuberculosis. We found it with the dirt, the worms, and blah, blah, blah. And it's like that conversation wouldn't have happened in that kind of situation. Like, this is not how people talk to this children. Is not, this is not how... It's basically the show in the future. It's going to foreshadow that maybe something's buried in the ground. Wink, wink, nod, nod. You know? And <sighs> they wasted that because, like, every scene is like that. If it's not action, it's just like that where it's, like, foreshadowing something, explaining something. And I'm just like, I just want some character development i just want some people being people like i just want something fun i want 
Chris Pratt to be himself and be like, oh, make a joke out of that situation or be really bummed out or, you know, the families are supportive, whatever. Instead, we get this stupid speech. And it's just like, ah, like, we don't need that. <laughs> we don't want that. If every scene is a setup, then where's the payoff? There's no buildup. Every scene is setting up something and then it just happens. You're like, okay, that was it. And you just you're just disappointed. Yeah, just like you can see you can see the writer's room ideas coming out. Yeah. And then just like I don't know. It's the script dialogue. feels like a, like a like a bad second draft or something. Yeah. Yeah, it's like a film student movie. Like because they're like, they don't understand how to just make a movie and they're like, we have to, they're in the mindset of we have to explain what's happening, otherwise people won't get it. Or we're going to be super smart and be like, we're going to foreshadow this, I bet they won't see this coming. Well, that's that's the problem. They spend so, too, well, they, they give too much time to explaining. Like, there's literally a room, the, that, that moment where all the trainees are in a room and they're explaining the time travel mechanic to the audience <laughs> and they're explaining the central premise of the film to the audience by having all the characters ask questions that they, that they yeah. think the audience yeah. would be asking. You're like, come on, dude, don't do that. Don't do that. <laughs> my goodness. They're just... Oh, my... <sighs> okay, we, we gotta bad. move on. We gotta move yeah, on. Move we gotta on. move on. Yeah, okay, move all right, on. move on, move on. Um... Oh, I wanted to point out one scene, though. Uh, there's a scene where Chris Pratt, he's a high school, was a chemistry, biology teacher, or whatever. And right. in the future, they get an alert on their phone if they get drafted. And then he gets the alert, right? And then he's holding that phone awkwardly. You can tell that he's holding it so the camera can zoom, up, <laughs> zoom in on it. And it's just showing the phone with the draft message. And I'm like, why did you do this? You could have just... Just had him look at the phone, and then it, people would know that that's probably the draft thing, you know? And, you can, and then the next scene is him going to be drafted anyways, so why do you need to show the phone with the draft message, you know? It's, it looks so awkward. I show you the screen cap of it. I'm like, oh my god, who made this movie? <laughs> like, what? <laughs> like, like, they wasted time on that. <laughs> Who thought that we needed that scene? That framing was so bad. It was like a YouTube video, man. Oh, uh, okay. Anyways, <laughs> let's continue on. It's oh man. Okay. Uh, I'm just gonna rush through this. Things that I had a big problem with, like they they okay. really didn't want to spoil the the appearance of the aliens to the point where they never showed the recruits what they were up against again. Like, why? Yeah, why? They even brought out, like, targets of a human-shaped target. Shoot, like, shoot for the belly and the throat. Like, that doesn't look anything like that. <laughs> What do you think they're going to shoot at? They're going to shoot at each other if that's the target you're giving them. Oh, <sighs> man. Uh, and then later on in the city, just the decision... I, I get that they wanted to ramp up the tension, but... Okay, so they're in the city... They have to go to the research lab to rescue uh, the scientists or whatever. Mm -hmm. And it goes from like this fast paced ramping up of tension and then immediately like hits a brick wall and they're in the staircase and all of a sudden like we're creeping and very slow. Like this, like the pacing there was like awful. 
Yeah. Like, I felt like whip, like actual whiplash right there. And then and then they, they ruined it by having the guy go shoo 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 while he's running around and somehow not dying. <laughs> they, oh. Yeah, and then like the set like the, 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 the tension of this of this entire section is that they're gonna carpet bomb the city because it's got overrun, right? But like the thing that these the characters are doing are literally the last hope of mankind, right? Yes. Like you would think that you would set everything else aside and all of your resources would be going to this mission because it is literally the most important mission of all time. Yes, like send a helicopter. You have them. We see them later in the movie. Yeah, send they have a helicopter. They have, you know, armored personnel carriers. They have Humvees. They have all these resources. And instead, they're going to carpet bomb their own people because reasons. Because the movie, because it's in the script. And they're going to give him some Jeeps, which easily get overrun, which they knew was going to happen because the city was overrun. They said it. Oh, so. and, then, and then, like, he, went, he goes to, like, try to save people, Chris Pratt, and then he gets, like, eight people on his team killed. It was, like, awful. And they just never address it again. He gets, like, almost his entire team killed, and they just don't address it again. Oh, my God. And it's supposed to be this bad, you know? Uh, anyway, moving on, moving on, moving on, <laughs> yeah, moving on. Uh, the structure of the film felt really terrible to me. This film felt like it had four acts. It felt like they finished filming and then realized that they had budget left. They're like, oh, crap, we have like another $60 million. What do we do? Uh, just they're gonna go to Russia now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, like that the end whole of the film part felt like an extra movie. Yeah, it felt like a tacked on extra. It felt like, uh, like a fan edit or something. Oh my god. Okay, speaking of that part, so the whole premise is that all right, so they find out that the aliens didn't come from space; they were buried underneath the ground. And, right, which is like the yeah. global warming like messaging there. Yeah, the where, glaciers are melting, yeah, and then the, the glaciers melt, and the aliens come out. Yeah, and then so they they're in Russia, and then the whole premise of the film was they were sending people in the future, so then they could figure out the quote unquote toxin to kill the aliens, and then the female aliens survive, so they have to figure out the missing piece, and they do, and they send the toxin back to the past, so then they can use it on the aliens. And then, um, due to reasons, instead of like, oh, we we joined together and hold held hands as an entire world to fight the aliens, and now that we have the one thing that we can kill the aliens with, we're just gonna disband now. <laughs> like, oh, what? Yeah, it was like the most roundabout, contrived yeah. reason for sending the the main characters to the by final themselves. confrontation by themselves. And and the dumbest thing is like. All right, so they're like, we have the female. Uh, I'm like, why don't you just shoot her? <laughs> why don't you just? Yeah, they, they get to like, they get to the place where the aliens are buried in the ice, and they start blowing and, them up and shooting yeah, them. Yeah, they use the toxins on exactly six aliens. Like all that struggle for like, and they kill six aliens with them, and then they wake up, and then they just see for everything. Yep, and they see for <laughs> which, and by they the way, them. okay. Yeah. I have a big issue with this. That is not how C4 works. Okay. Not even a little bit. For that to, for that size of explosion, you would need like a 
dump truck full of yes, C4. That ship was huge. Okay. They showed it, yeah. You need a lot of explosive to blow just up use that, a nuke. for that size. <laughs> yeah, you just yeah. like drop a couple bunker busters in there, bam, done. You know, easy. You wouldn't even have to dig it out of the ice. Bunker buster, done. Yeah. <laughs> easy. Oh my god. <laughs> and instead we gotta go in and there's gonna be this oh, action scene. Oh my god, C4 everything. Jesus. And then we have to we have to fight hand to hand with the final alien because <laughs> because reasons. Reasons, yeah. Oh, man. It's just it's just so dumb. And it wouldn't be an issue. Like dumb action is fine, except they give you too much time to think about exactly. it. Exactly. And this then movie it becomes is almost terrible two dumb. hours and thirty minutes long. It's There's two hours too and much 18, time. I think. Oh, it's really bad. If they cut a lot of that out, it would have been way better because you don't have time to think about it but instead like 20 minutes out of the first act (laughs) yes please cut the entire final act and just end it when he comes back and he has ptsd and then it's kind of of an okay film right yeah yeah and and, uh they could leave it uh so the thing is i the thing i really would like to have seen was like uh he comes back he has ptsd uh, but in reality, he's spending that entire time uh, looking for the aliens. So it yeah, stays like true to the original like, timeline. Like seconds. Yeah, <sighs> like like it would have been so much better because then, he, like you know, he realizes that he he has a bit of his father in him. Like he recognizes PTSD is is you know not an easy thing to deal with. You know, yeah, like that would have been that would have yeah. been a fantastic ending of the film, right? He comes back from the future. It's open-ended. Like he watched, he watched spoilers. His daughter die. Yeah, in the future, uh, in not his like young daughter. Dumb, yeah. In what, in what was one of the dumbest moments of the film. Yeah. Um, and then if you just, he comes back, he's struggling to reintegrate with his family, and then just end it with him re-meeting with his father, and then reconciling with him. Movie end. Fade to black. Yeah. That, that's it. Perfect. Yep. And you like, that would have been, been a good open-ended, and you don't. That would have been a good emotional arc, right? Yeah, that would have been a good character arc. Instead, they have to have this action scene on. Um, apparently, they filmed that last bit on uh-huh. a glacier, like an actual like like an actual, actual glacier. Why like they filmed it on location? I thought that too because it doesn't look like they filmed it on site, right? I know it looks like a soundstage. And why do you need to film on a glacier? Just film on a, uh, film it on a set. <laughs> yeah, just film. It looks like it's on a set, right? Yeah, it does. It, doesn't, it looks bad. It looks really bad. Uh, I I don't know, man. I I don't know. Anyway, man. let's 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 transition there to how this film is shot because it okay. is really bad. Let's talk about the cinematography and the All shot right. choices of this All film. Right. Um, and I want to really call out how they filmed the action. Um, and I'm gonna go back to Starship Troopers here. Okay. Starship Troopers figured out how to film. Characters fighting against CGI aliens, CGI bug aliens, like, 30 years ago. Literally 30 years ago. It looks, still still looks pretty good, too. It still looks pretty good. Like, the CGI they had back then was nothing, okay? They had nothing compared to what we have now. And they figured out how to convincingly show a regular human character fighting a giant bug monster that nobody's ever seen before. And it's exciting, and you're watching it, and you're like, wow, this is... This is engaging. And this film, okay, the aliens are almost always filmed in isolation, right? 
Mm-hmm. It's always, it's always like, not always. I would say like half the time, easily, the action is shot reverse shot, which is the worst choice for action. Do not a camera, action. B camera. <laughs> yeah, it's a camera, B camera for action. Yeah. Like it's okay once in a while for, to like establish, <sighs> like establish that like, you know, hostile relationship, whatever. But like, it's so often you would. Like and and I thought that this film was was filmed during COVID because it would make sense if everybody had to be filmed separately on a soundstage because there was social isolation. Like you couldn't yeah. film people in ensemble, right? I'm like, okay, but it was filmed in 2019. <laughs> <laughs> it was filmed in 2019, dude. Oh man, like, okay. It was so often it was like a shot of an actor and then B camera shot of the alien in isolation and then back and forth and back and forth and back and forth and back and forth. You're like, where is the action? There's no tension here because you're not showing them together. You're not showing us the risk, right? Yeah. And the few times that they do, it looks really bad. <laughs> the few times they show characters fighting an alien together on a screen, it looks really terrible. <sighs> yeah, I don't know. Like, I've seen Starship fan Troopers figure videos. This out. Yeah, I've seen fan videos that look better. Like Paul Verhoeven figured this out 30 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, come on, guys. Oh, man. It's just absolutely terrible. And there's so many shots in this film that look a lot like like a reshoot. And it might be a reshoot. Like most of the most of that final final sequence looks like a extended reshoot because it yeah. looks like a soundstage. But apparently it was filmed on a glacier. Apart from some strange establishing shots of establishing shots of snowmobiles driving through a snowstorm which could mm-hmm. frankly be anywhere mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> like it, it was really awkward like you just like all these like glory shots of of like a team of people riding in snowmobiles in a v like what like am i looking line, at yeah yeah i was like what am i looking at why are we being shown this and man man just does not look good and like all these Shots that you know that they planned out specifically for the trailer, right? Like mm-hmm. where they drop down onto the into the pool from up high. Yeah, yeah. Like that's just in there for the the glamour shot for the trailer. Like, oh, this is going to look good in the trailer. Let's let's put this shot in the film. And then where he's <sighs> jumping to save his daughter from the aliens in the in the water, even though it makes no sense. Yeah, yeah. This is yep. looking in the trailer. Let's put this in the trailer, right? It just doesn't look good in the film though it looks terrible yeah and, and going back i just thought about it too like the- they don't even need to send like time travel parts back if they just send back the toxin they were working on and all the information they had they could have just worked on that you know it can be reiterative like they take take that they build that off and then they send it back you know if they don't solve it and soon they will eventually find a solution you know <laughs> but no, their solution is to send people to the future, <laughs> which which doesn't make sense. <laughs> well, just yeah, I mean, theoretic, about it, th- yeah, uh, it's just it's just like, dumb. the more time you have to think about it, the dumber it becomes. Yeah, and and the dumb thing is like, okay, the at, at the end he, they send uh, Chris Pratt back holding the vial, but what if it broke? Because yeah, like they dropped it from like thirty feet in there. Yeah, <laughs> like what if it broke? <laughs> you know like <laughs> wouldn't like a flash drive have been better <laughs> you know <laughs> like <laughs> some data <Yeah>. perhaps <laughs> you know a hard drive <laughs> is that a literal vial 
Like, how does that even work? Anyways, uh, I think the problem is we're not just nitpicking. It's just that there are just so many bad mistakes everywhere. And the whole film is littered with them. And it's like, so for certain movies, you can kind of ignore it or enjoy it and just have fun with it. Like, I, I bring up this example all the time. You know, John Wick. Not the most realistic movie in the world, but it's consistent. Like, the logic they establish in the world, it, they just stick with it. And the parts that they don't make, that don't make sense, they don't, they don't explain it at all. It's just Speaking there. of John Wick, I'm gonna, I'm gonna yeah? as a quick aside, nitpick. Uh-huh. All of their weapons, okay, all of their weapons have a scope on it. And every time they're shooting, they're using the scope. It doesn't matter if they're at 10 meters or 100 meters. <laughs> yeah. And then they have red dot sights mounted at 45. Because apparently that looks cool. <sighs> I, I don't know if you know what this means, but there's a red dot yeah. mounted at a 45 degree angle on the weapon. Uh-huh. The idea is that you have two different sights. One for medium to long range and one for close engagements. And you can just turn the gun... And look through the red dot size for oh, close range. Okay, I see. I see. I see it now that you mentioned it. Yeah, you see it, right? Yeah, I see it now. Yeah, you just literally turn the gun, but they're looking through the scopes. They're inside a hospital or or, or like an office building, and they're looking down scopes. Oh, you're no. right. Oh, this makes sense. An apex. If you had like a six x six x scope on your sniper rifle, yeah. you're not going to use that for close range. You would range. not be using that <laughs> indoors. Okay. The point of having uh, like they have these, they have the red dots at forty five. Like, some prop guy's like, oh, let's put this on. It'll look badass. <laughs> what the, just use them, then. You have them. <laughs> use them. Now that you mention oh, it, I noticed God. that every gun has the red dot sights. At the uh, they all have them. Everyone and nobody has them. ever uses them. Ever. Ever. You might as well just hip fire. <laughs> yeah. God. It's awful. Oh, not that and they you all have like unlimited so magazines that you can shoot forever. Okay, well we're gonna move on because yeah, I'm yeah, gonna, you're right, you're right. If if we nitpick all like the guns and stuff in this film, it'll there will be no end. Yep. Oh, it's awful. Anyway, where were we? Uh, yeah, the film is ugly. Yeah, but <laughs> it just doesn't look good. It's baffling. Like this is an experienced cinematographer. How did everything end up looking this bad? And like it would have been better if they never showed the aliens or just oh, just glimpses of it. Like, I don't know, like, you made a good point that they make it a mystery as to what the aliens look like. And when they do show it, I'm just like, oh, that, that, that was it? Like, why, why didn't you just show it earlier? I thought the eventual reveal was kind of cool. Like, that sequence, that sequence is kind of fun. Like, oh my god, do you see him in the distance? Like, there's some tension there. But, like, they wasted way too much time setting it up. Yeah, yeah. It was just so much time. And I kind of like, okay, as a positive, I kind of like the design of the aliens. I thought it was, that was pretty cool. Uh, tentacles? <laughs> yeah, like tentacles shooting yeah. spikes. That, that's that's interesting. All right. Yeah, okay. All right, I'll give that to them. Uh, that's, uh, that might be one of the few positives I'm going to take away from this film. <laughs> you have anything, uh, have you, anything to comment about the, uh, the look of the film? Um, I thought the CG was pretty bad. Like any any part, like the parts where they came in in the stadium, I'm like, whoa, whoa. just seems like a cheap green screen. Someone chroma keyed someone's special effects on on YouTube in there, you know. <laughs> and then um, like the part special of, effects pack three, exactly, <laughs> yeah. And then when someone uh, when Chris Pratt's falling through the sky into the future, I'm like, oh, that that looks real bad too. I'm like. Uh, just 
Uh, it's um, it like blurry. The resolution looked look like they zoomed in on some sort of footage, like cell phone footage. It was like shot on the phone or something. I thought uh, that part was hilarious, by the way. I was actually laughing. You was laughing? Like, hey, I was laughing. <laughs> I'm like, oh my god, they're all dead. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're like bouncing off the skyscraper yep. and like falling to their deaths. By the way, if you fall from that height into water, you're still dead. You're right. Let's yep. be clear. It doesn't matter, like... If you're falling into water, you're you're gonna die. At that height, it's basically concrete. <laughs> Might as well be falling into concrete. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. It felt weird because it felt like a low budget movie. The budget's two hundred million dollars. It it I didn't two hundred. I didn't feel it. <laughs> I felt none of that. <laughs> it's unbelievable. That. Yeah. Like it. I don't know, like, I don't know what it is, exposure, color grading, whatever, it just feels all muddy to me, like, it just, everything blends into each other, and nothing's clear, nothing pops, um, yeah, yeah, anyway, um, score, the score sucks, <laughs> just gonna score? no, like the score, like oh, the, the music, score, okay, the music, it's I didn't a, really notice it, it, it sucked, Oh, really? That's have, okay. And that's all I have to say about that. <laughs> Ouch. Ouch. Okay. Uh, yeah. I don't, I don't know what else there is to say. Um, for me, it's just that I did enjoy parts of it. And if they had a better editor to cut out all the unnecessary bits, I don't think an editor would have fixed it. They needed to rewrite the script to not be so stupid in the beginning. But like, if you're going to make a dumb action movie, it has to be dumb. Stop trying to be smart and explain stuff. You know, you're going to fail. And they did that so many times in the movie that it just made it so dumb. Um, I still think you can have fun with it if you just want like a brainless movie to watch where you're not even, you're not paying complete attention to it. Then I think it'll work. <laughs> you know, <laughs> if you're a little buzzed. <laughs> You're eating food, you're talking to people, and you have a movie in the background, and it's this movie. You know, you can have some fun with it. You know, but man, it was just too dumb for me. I mean, for a movie that treats the audience as being dumb, you, you, gotta, you gotta be smart at the very least, but it turned out being more stupid than the audience. What their opinion of the audience was, what they thought the audience would be like. Ah. Uh, Sad. Yeah, depressing. Oh, okay. I'm really I'm reading yeah. in the trivia here that in the original script, the soldiers from the past were secretly poisoned with a toxin which would eventually kill the aliens that ate them. Oh, that's cool. That would have actually made sense. Yeah, because then like they they serve a purpose, you know? Like Yeah. And they just took that out of the film. That uh, would have made more sense. Uh, that would have made a lot more sense. Yeah. Because then they got eaten and they killed no. it. Yeah. But no. All right. Uh, yeah. In which case, uh, I guess I can't blame the writer. Like you, like we're we're, we're ragging on the script, but like in general, with a Hollywood film, the original scriptwriter, like from the original script to the final conception of the film, like you're pretty lucky if half of it survives. Yeah. Yeah. Like daily rewrites, and then like. 
executive decisions about stuff and like entire sections of the film might be entirely cut out with whole characters and stuff yeah and as a writer it must be frustrating for people to like rail on the script and like you're like there's there's not barely any of my script in here <laughs> <laughs> you know? yeah yeah that's very true i'm not saying it's like the person who wrote the script paul i'm just saying the script as in like the script of the like movie the final script yeah, the final script as presented yeah, as presented exactly yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I don't know if there's if there's anything else to talk about. It was just a lot of bad writing, bad shot choices, bad music. Bad I, I did like some of the comedic bits where the, the token black guy is like, oh, you look like a murderer. <laughs> you know, I was chuckling at that part. <laughs> you know? <laughs> I, I wish they would have set the tone for of the movie as being action and comedy it felt like they were shooting it to be an action comedy like kind of a dark darkly humorous action comedy from like some of those shot like the fact that 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 scene where they're crashing down from yeah yeah that was funny right it was like dark it was like dark humor yeah and I felt like that was the original intent of the film and somewhere it just got Got lost. lost Like, there's, like, so much, like, when they're sending the chef guy into the future, I'm like, okay, that would be funny, <laughs> but that's not the tone of the film so far. And then far, he dies right, right away. <laughs> and then he just dies. Like, if yeah. this was, like, a, if this was, like, a Paul Verhoeven film, right, like, the guy that did, um, Starship Troopers, yeah, Robocop. Starship Troopers, if, yes. if Paul Ver- Verhoeven helmed this film and did that, I think it would have been an amazing film. Yeah, I agree. Like we're being, we're being drafted to be sent into the future to fight aliens. Okay. Oh, we're not going to receive any training. That. So what do you want us to do? Die. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to be oh. fodder. You're going to be eaten oh, and no. poisoned by aliens. And that would have been a more effective way to convey that message, right? Of, yeah. Like drafting yeah. the young and dumb to just die somewhere shitty. Like I get it, but it's not effective in the film as it is. Right, like a Paul Verhoeven, Paul Verhoeven would have would have had a field day with this film, <laughs> but instead we get this. Yeah, what a waste! They contradict their own message too by just showing how stupid everything is. Like Starship Troopers was dumb, but it was funny. Oh no, Starship Troopers was really smart. Yeah, it was really smart. But I mean, like when you watch it, it seems but just like a dumb. When you movie. watch it and yeah. you don't understand what they're doing, it seems dumb. But when you understand the messaging, you're like, oh man. This film is kind of brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of genius. Yeah. It makes this, sense. Everything this film makes sense. tries to be that, but it's just dumb. <laughs> Everything's just it's dumb. It's just dumb. That no point do you stop and go, oh, this was a smart film. Yeah. Uh, final thoughts? Yeah, final thoughts. Let's move on. So, all right, final thoughts. Uh, time travel movies tough to execute and this was not well executed the final script is terrible the core premise ends up being terrible the characters are all largely unlikable or not developed enough which is amazing considering the runtime the performances are awkward or straight up bad the score is just whatever <laughs> and there's just so many bad decisions all around from inside the film from the characters to executive decisions like releasing this film in its final 
assembly. <laughs> yeah. Like the, the shot to shot editing is bad. The ma- the macro construction of the film is bad. It's just, uh, I can't believe this film cost two hundred million dollars. That's unbelievable. It looks like it was made for like five bucks. <laughs> Maybe money laundering. Who knows? <laughs> oh, I mean, it's absolutely creative accounting from Amazon yeah, yeah. because they have all this wonderful money and they have to they have to spend it. You know. Here we are. Uh, what do you think, Sam? Oh wait, yeah, I gotta give yeah. my score. I gotta okay, give my yeah, score. score. We haven't done this in a while. What should I score this? Mm, I'm interested. Oh man, this is like three Suicide Squad. Three? Wow, that is generous, man. Maybe. You know what? I'm gonna go for two and a half. Two and a half. All right. Two and a half Suicide Squads. Like, the, the, the reason it has more than one is because, you know what, everybody tried. <laughs> J.K. Simmons tried. Yeah, yeah. Yvonne Stravinsky tried. Chris Pat is trying. He doesn't do well, but he tried. So there's, there's, some, there's some effort there. Mm. How about you, Sam? Yeah, for me, like, you know, it seems like we're nitpicking on all the stuff where it's like, this doesn't make sense, that doesn't make sense, uh, this is dumb, etc. Like, I don't have a problem with that stuff. It's just that everything... In isolation, it, no. Yeah, in isolation, yeah. too much. There's just too, too much, much of it. And the problem I have is that for a movie, you know, you're gonna go, you know, one of two directions, or, you know, a few other directions, but, like, you're gonna focus on the characters and make it about the character development. So it's like oh, we can relate to this person or uh, someone relate to this person and we see like Chris Pratt and then he has to have some flaws so that he overcomes those flaws or learns to accept it. That's the journey. I'm just generalizing if it's a character-driven film and you might have some extra side characters to help you along the way, whatever the hero's journey. But like, or you make it about the message like Starship Troopers where it's like the characters are just there as a vehicle to convey a, a point that you're trying to make and you're exaggerating it. You might use satire, parody, dark humor, whatever. The characters don't really matter. This movie has none of that. It doesn't, it doesn't do anything right. So the characters are shallow. They're one dimensional. You got an amazing cast. They're all great actors and we don't see them be anyone they're just there (laughs) so it's like like we mentioned this but like every dialogue feels awkward because it's not how a character would talk either in real life or in this film and it's just there to tell us what's happening or tell us how to feel or tell us you know what's going to happen in in the future of the movie it's going to foreshadow something and it's just like there's so very few moments where i felt like if it was real people talking (laughs) <laughs> and the second thing is like the points you're trying to make uh you mentioned this earlier they're they're all dumb they contradict themselves they lose focus on it they don't stick to one point they're all underdeveloped and when you throw all this dumb stuff on it you just get lost and the movie had no focus anywhere it just felt unfocused in almost every area and uh to me, that's kind of a waste because I would like the idea of a stupid time travel movie where you're killing aliens and a lot of people are dying, <laughs> you know, a lot of violence, um, some social commentary, you know, some likable characters that would have been 
like a hit for me, but I don't know how they dropped the ball with this. I, it doesn't make sense. They had money, they had talent, and somehow they made one of the worst movies I've seen in recent memory. <laughs> I'm giving yeah, you, was, yeah, yeah. I was expecting like Edge of Tomorrow meets yeah. Starship Troopers. Yeah, Edge of Tomorrow was great. Yeah. Instead, we got like uh, whatever the hell this is. Yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna give it two Suicide Squads because like Suicide Squad was one of the worst edits I've seen. This one, at least, I know there's a story and I understand it. It's just really dumb and I don't like it. As opposed to Suicide Squad, which is like, yeah, you can piece together what's happening, but like the edit, if you only look at the edit, it makes no sense. So. <laughs> I would say it's at least two Suicide Squads, you know, for that reason alone. Yeah, it's coherent. It's, it's coherent, not, yeah. It's not smart, but at least you understand what they're saying. Exactly, you understand what they're trying to do there. Yeah. All right. All I right. guess that's a wrap. Yeah, I guess so. What? What a what a movie. <laughs> Zack Snyder cut next. What a, what a movie we watched. <laughs> yeah. Oh god. Uh, All right. Well. I guess yeah. we'll sign off there for this one. Okay. Thanks for dropping by, guys. Yeah, thanks Stay for dropping pointy. by. Stay pointy. Stay pointy.